Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Go anywhere with your cell phone these days, and if you check email or social media while you're out, you'll find that nearly every place you go offers some form of free Wi-Fi which is pretty cool for those who have limited data plans, but not so cool for a couple of other reasons, which we shall now outline in this story from Peoria, Illinois. 61-year-old Nikki McDonald will spend the next 15 years in prison after pleading guilty to possession of child pornography. Turns out, when you download that stuff on your phone via a public Wi-Fi connection, they can and will track you down. And it's particularly easy to do when you've connected your phone to free wireless internet access offered at the Peoria de- Police Headquarters. <laughs> you know, speaking of police, Cliff, I, yeah. I'm sitting here just wondering what the feeling of going 98 mile an hour would feel like in your car. <laughs> well, you're not going to find out. I know. Well, I'm just, <laughs> just, have you ever went 98 mile an hour, Cliff? okay so i can tell you a story because it didn't happen in this state and it was two years ago (laughs) it was in eastern colorado on the way home from a photography uh, trip that i went to a couple years ago um out that far in the middle of nowhere if you're not going 90 you're not going and i was about to get pinned in by some semis and i'm like i'm not having that So I stomped on the gas and hit the left lane. And when I looked down, I was going about 120. (laughs) Did it feel like you were going that fast? No, it did not, which is particularly scary. (laughs) You're like the rocket man, aren't you? I kind of am, yeah. Yes, you are. My life has become a pop-up book and nothing's popping right now, Cliff. That's that's what I've been sitting here thinking this morning about uh, lots of different things. My life is a pop-up book. (laughs) There's nothing popping. And there's nothing popping up. Cliff, on our Facebook page, Weed and Cliff in the Morning, the question today is, What's the best advice that actually changed your life? And we've had uh, quite an array of different stories here. Wow. Yes. Uh, Angie says, and this is a good one, you yeah. can't please everyone. And I have that problem, Cliff. I try to be a pleaser of people, and <laughs> I please no one when it, seems, when it you know, turns out that way. But uh, that's pretty yeah. good advice right there. My Agreed. favorite so far, though, Cliff, Yeah, I think my favorite has to come from Stephen. And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see that now. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're going to be dumb you got to be tough. you got to be tough. <laughs> we hear it on the news all the time these days. It's actually become a lexicon of the pandemic, and that is the phrase, getting the vaccine into the arms of Americans. And in every news video segment I've seen where people are getting the COVID-19 vaccination, they're getting it in the arm. For some, though, the question remains, could you get it in the butt? The answer comes from Dr. Robert Amler, who's dean of the School of Health Sciences and Practice at New York Medical College and a former chief medical officer for the CDC. The short answer is yes, because the current COVID vaccines are intramuscular, which means as long as they're injected into enough muscle tissue to be absorbed to the body, it makes no difference. And for the vast majority of Americans, there's enough ass back there to handle that. Though it does present one problem. The drug has to hit muscle. So if what you got back there has a lot of fat included, 
they're going to have to use a longer needle. And that's something nobody wants, which is basically what makes the deltoid muscle of the upper arm a better choice. Well, that and all the butt shot videos would make the nightly news a vastly different program. <laughs> so, Cliff, when it's my time to go to the fairgrounds and get the shot, I can yeah. ask for the uh, arm or the buttocks shot? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I've not heard specifically. I mean, if I insisted on the buttocks, you think they would do that? Or do you think? <laughs> I, I think it depends on um, how busy they are. Because basically, if they're doing arms, you don't even have to get it. I mean, there are a lot of places around the country where it's just drive through. You pull up, bam, shot, bam, shot, bam, shot. It takes a lot longer for people to drop their drawers and get a needle in it. Well, so you say, but you haven't seen how quick I am, really, Cliff. <laughs> I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> well, they may at the fairgrounds later on. Here's Darius Rucker on the Morning Road Show. Very interesting, Cliff. During What's the that? 7 o'clock news, we got a voice message. And uh, yeah. on our Facebook page, Weeding Cliff in the Morning, the question mm-hmm. is, the best advice that changed your life. Okay. And during the news, we got this voice message. Morning, Weed. Morning, Cliff. I want to ask you, what is your advice that changed your life? Cliff's too. So, if you got it, let me hear about it. <laughs> Never thought about that being turned back on us, Cliff. You didn't? No, I didn't. <laughs> do you have an answer to that? The advice well, I, that changed your life? Oh, I your certainly life? do. Oh. You want to hear that right now? Sure. Okay, yes. sure. So, um, the the advice that basically changed my life was uh, came from my grandmother. And you got to remember, my grandmother grew up in the middle of the Depression, in Mount Carmel, and she was the oldest daughter out of probably a dozen children, and so she was basically in charge of taking care of a lot of the younger ones, and um, she did eventually, over the course of her life, did things that women didn't do in the 60s. She was a manager of a retail place when women weren't managers and that kind of thing, and so she told me that there are things that people can take from you in life. They can take your money, and they can take your house, and they can take this, but there is one thing that no one can ever take from you. And that is education. So go forth. That's not what she said, but that's how I took it. Go out and learn all of the things you can, because that's the one thing that no one can ever take from you. That is the advice that changed my life. That's pretty good advice right there. <laughs> uh, you know, and I was kind of worried if she was talking the go forth way, <laughs> way of talking there. But, yeah. It was, you know, I mean, that's that's what they would say if, if you were, like, the president of a college. Go forth and learn. But, no, she said just go get learn all of the things that you can because that's the one thing that no one can ever take from you. That's a pretty good advice right there, Cliff. Very How about good. you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was once told, Cliff. Yeah. You have a soothing voice. Okay. And you should be on the radio. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's the worst advice that changed oh, my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, I got to do some thinking on the best advice. That was the worst you should advice. Reconsider yes. That. <laughs> New survey is out and it's asking people how funny they actually think they are. Okay. And the average person rated yeah. themselves a three out of five, which is pretty impressive. Wow. But 10% of people say they are the funniest person that they know. (laughs) And that includes the professional comedians that you see on TV or you go to their shows in concert. 10% the funniest person they know. So I thought, Cliff, we're always talking about different surveys and what they say and all of that. 
Let's put this one to the test tomorrow morning on our Facebook page, Weed and Cliff okay. in the Morning. Sure. You will have your chance to prove how funny you are, and you can do that at my expense <laughs> on our Facebook page. We do a lot of things at your expense. Uh, well, we're going to tomorrow. <laughs> okay. You're going to have the opportunity to um, kind of fill in a blank yeah. about me when it pops up at 445 tomorrow morning. And we'll see, Cliff, what kind of responses we get. I'm hoping we get some really good ones. Well, Cliff, I uh, heard a couple of days ago that the Scripps National Spelling Bee is going to be virtual again this year until the very, yeah. very end. Yeah. And that got me to thinking about how bad of a speller I actually am. I am horrible <laughs> at it, as you can well see whenever I'm typing back yeah. and forth to you in the mornings. Yes. Now, a lot, of, so. yeah. a lot of my problems with you, Cliff, is it's a time constraint thing so i just kind of come <laughs> close to whatever what the as long suffer. as it's in the general neighborhood of the vowel it's supposed to be i can figure it out <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but even when i'm writing something slowly you know either on a piece of paper or yeah. in an email or something i'm yeah. so bad at spelling mm -hmm. that when i look at it that word that i'm kind of not sure of the yeah. longer i stare at it the weirder it starts looking to me, and I have to check it because it's like, that can't be right. I put in the word minimum the other day. <laughs> and the more I looked at that word, Cliff, I thought, that can't be right. That doesn't even look close to it. But it was right. Are you like that? Every once in a while, I catch a word that I'm like, did I spell that right? And then I have to go back. It, it does happen. I will agree. Mine happens a lot. Minimum, which leads us yeah. into Blake Shelton and minimum wage. And <laughs> Well, I put the music in, and, well, I've misspelled it. It's M-I-N-N-I-M-U-M. -N -N no. In the computer, it's all wrong. Oh, mercy. <laughs> we, we can and do say a lot of things about the people living in the state of Florida, but one of the nice things that we generally do say is that, in all, they're quite the lovers of wildlife. With such a wide variety of animals that call Florida home, it would be a natural place for that. And for people like Clyde Claus to do what they do. He's a, he's a registered bird rehabilitator from the Tampa area and was called to Lake Morton Tuesday to help capture a pelican that had a problem. And said bird is now under his care healing. The bird was seen in distress but was managing to live its life as best as it could with a big wire shoved sideways through its neck about halfway up. It was taken to nearby bush gardens for x-rays and surgery, and the bird is now recovering under Claus's care before being released to its flock. Wildlife officials say the work is done free of charge, but the pelican still has a pretty big bill. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, no, did you? No, I did not. You know what I was literally sitting here thinking, Cliff, where you were talking about this pelican and surgery? What's that? I was thinking of all of the different kinds of face masks a veterinarian must have to knock different animals out. <laughs> you mean like to have them breathe whatever it is that they breathe? Yes. You know, like a human, it's the same, same one. They give them a shot. Oh. <laughs> Just give them a shot. They don't put a little mask over no, their bill? Not and... like, you know, ask them to count backwards from 100. No. <laughs> they just shoot them, huh? Well, not shoot them, shoot them. They just... I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
now that I've told you our uh, Facebook question for tomorrow, I typed that out to you earlier. <laughs> yeah. Do yep. you think it will provide the opportunity for us to find out how funny our Facebook friends and our wonderful 11 listeners actually are? Or do you think I should come up with something different? <laughs> oh, no, I, I think that's the, uh, that's the perfect setup line for all of those folks to prove how funny they are. You know, it even has a little story that goes with it, too, Cliff. Before you get to the punch, uh, punch yes. line. Yes. Well, I hope we get a lot of response on that. And uh, yep. let's be, and let's play nice. Let's just put that <laughs> well, warning out there. I was just getting ready to add, <laughs> things are, uh, things are going to go badly for you. <laughs> Cliff, did uh, you see anything about the amount of furniture that we throw away here in the United States each and every year in two of the landfills? No, I did not. We throw away just yeah. furniture. Yeah. Almost 10 million tons of used furniture. <laughs> Just used furniture. Yes. Not okay. me now. I'm not a furniture throwawayer, are you? Not particularly, no. I mean, I try to get stuff, you know, that I can keep for a long time. So, and wear it out. So it's a long, you know, it's going to be worn out by the time I get rid of it. Mine too. My uh, lazy yeah. boy we talk about. Yeah. It's at least 25 years old. <laughs> Just getting broken in for you, isn't Just, it? Yes, it's, it's kind of form-fitting to my derriere right now, Cliff. It's yep. kind of there. Mm-hmm. I've got yep. lawn furniture and bean bags in my living room that I've had for years, <laughs> years. <laughs> you have lawn furniture in your living room? Well, sometimes, you know, the lazy boy, I like to get into a recliner on a little, you know, yeah. lawn chair recliner and watch TV <laughs> that way. And the beanbag chair, you can't go wrong with those. I got two of those in there. One of them's a little smaller yeah. than the other, and the other one's a gigantic one. You basically, Cliff, if you've overeaten and you sit in that chair, you struggle to get out of it because it's. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It yeah. like sucks you down in there. Hey, Reed, I heard you talking about your furniture. I can get a couple of little pontoons, and you and I can go fishing together. Okay. <laughs> no. For those who don't know, yeah. What's going on with that? That's yeah. Ralph, the truck driver, and he has a so-called boat that he brags about all the time. Yes, a fishing boat. Yes. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you haven't. He sent us pictures of it before. Yep. Didn't we post that on our Facebook page at one point? We may have a long time ago. Yeah. But, but basically, you... basically his fishing boat is a couple of, uh, like, plastic drums tied to a lawn chair <laughs> well i think of it more like this cliff okay picture yourself yeah walking in to an outhouse okay and you're sitting down and yeah. someone comes along and steals the building around you <laughs> that's pretty well what his boat looks like is it not what it looks like cliff it's like an, it's, yeah, that's pretty well it. Yeah. It's like an outhouse a, on surfboards. <laughs> With a building removed. Yes. <laughs> Let's just yeah. file this under the nothing ever is what it appears to be. Okay. And this is kind of a heart-wrenching for me because we're talking about one of my favorite cookies of all time, and that's the Oreo cookie. Okay. If you've noticed over the past several years, they've come out with some really wild different <laughs> fillings and flavors. Right, they couldn't just leave well enough alone with the uh, white filling that has uh, 
well satisfied us all for decades. Yes, they've come they out had to tinker. They've come out with birthday cake yeah. filling, mint brownie filling, chocolate filling, and there's a reason for the madness there, Cliff. It's not well, there like is some. it's not like some, you know, freshman college <laughs> student was experimenting or something. They do yeah. it for a reason because it seems that uh, when they come out with these different flavors and advertise uh-huh. them, yeah. They uh, they do okay on the sales of the uh, different flavor. Okay. And yet they never mention the original Oreo cookie, but <laughs> Basically, Cliff, the sales of the original go up about 25% whenever they come out with a new flavor. So they're not really doing it to put a flavor out there. So they're doing it for sales. Exactly right. (laughs) To increase sales of regular cookies. Exactly. They don't care if you buy the birthday cake one, but maybe once or twice. But it'll get you thinking about the original one, and you're like, hey, I haven't had that in a while. I totally forgot about Oreos. (laughs) Until then. Our ticket to the bank this morning, Cliff, I... I kind of enjoy these kind of take it to the banks when you get to guess a number. (laughs) And so today's take it to the bank, everyone listening, all of you, Mm -hmm. have seen this many, many times in your lifetime. Tens of thousands of times. And most of you have actually seen it today at some point in time. And I'm talking about the white dash line on our highways. Whether oh, they're an okay. uh, interstate sure. road or a yeah. uh, county road, even, mm-hmm. highway. Our, um, take it to the bank today, Cliff, without Googling. How long, Cliff, do you think that white dash line is? If you had to guess from memory. Like about probably six feet. It's time now for take it to the bank. Your guess was six feet, right, Cliff? Yes. Okay. The white dash lines on all highways and roadways in this country. Okay. They're 10 foot apart. Excuse me. They're 30 foot apart. And each white dash is exactly 10 foot in length. But I guess, Cliff, when you're driving 120 miles an hour, they look a little bit shorter (laughs) to you, huh? I don't know why you would say that. Yeah, I know exactly why I would say that. (laughs) But you did better than most people, I will say, Cliff, because the survey I've been reading this off of says most people estimate that those white dashes are two feet. So you were a lot better than that. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day start uh, with number three. If you're going to be dumb you got to be tough. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good statement, though. Words of wisdom, yes. Number two, an outhouse on surfboards, but without the house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, things are going to go badly for you. That's tomorrow, isn't it? That would be tomorrow, yes, when uh, you offer yourself to be, uh, well, we might say, the butt of everyone's joke listening. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.